I just dropped in to see what condition my condition was in. Welcome. Thank you for listening. This is Kathy of Kathy'sRight.com. And we have had an interesting, if not if not exciting, week. Um, the Democratic Party is falling apart at the seams, and I'm here to watch it. Afraid that for them it might be a sad, dismal event. Elizabeth Warren dropped out. Bloomberg dropped out. Buttigieg dropped out last week. Um, They're all dropping like flies right now. So thank you, thank you, thank you, Democrats, for the same people who have been giving us we hate old white men for the last 13 years. You have probably nominated two of the oldest, whitest men in the country to run for president. The coronavirus has taken over the United States of America, at least our mentality. Um, People are being more cautious. Costco is selling out of water, paper towels, toilet paper. People think the zombies are going to be coming out at any moment. Well, you know what? This isn't new for me. I've always suffered from uh, OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder. I'm a germaphobe. I don't like other people's germs. I don't consider myself to have germs. Isn't that weird? The only thing about OCD is it, it's no, there's no rhyme or reason to it. It, it is completely irrational. Um, and the person who was dealing with it, me, we know it's irrational, but it seems like it doesn't go away. It took me years to be able to touch a grocery cart. I mean, really, I used to have to wipe it down or spray it with Lysol, which I kept with me at all times. And then I, you know, after my baby was born, my first child, I was even more obsessive compulsive and nothing could touch her that had a germ on it. So it is really debilitating and time consuming because you're washing your hands a lot. I wash my hands every time I leave my living room and come back because it's an open concept room with the kitchen there. And I have to watch, wash my hands before I do anything. And it's really uh, time consuming and there's no rhyme or reason to it. It's just a little cray cray, cray cray for cafe. So I'm just feeling bad for other people having to go through that now because they're now understanding how germaphobes feel all the time. It is just not fun. However, um, I did watch Trump's town hall yesterday. And also, I watched um, Elizabeth Warren um, declare herself not running for president uh, at this point. She basically said that her party, because it wasn't Republicans that had the opportunity to vote for her or not vote for her, but she was basically saying that her very own party, the Democrat Party, the Democratic Party, however you want to put it, um, they're sexist. And that's why she didn't get what she wanted. They're all sexist. And that's why as much as they complain about old white men, that's who they finally chose. Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders. Even Democrats have to be embarrassed by that. I mean, that is dreadful. (laughs) Because Bernie is a crazy old guy, you know, and he's just, out there, he's a communist, and everybody knows it, and they're sugarcoating that because they're just saying, oh, it's a movement. Well, there's no communist movement in this country. You know what that is? That is 
a bunch of college professors licking their chops because they're thinking that what they taught, what they indoctrinated your, your, your young people into in their classes finally took. And they are salivating at the idea that so many people, you know, drank their Kool-Aid and actually are willing to vote for communist government, which has been proven to fail time and time again and kill millions of people in doing so. It convinced our young people, if you look behind Bernie and any of his ads, any of his speeches, there's a bunch of people who barely are out of, you know, out of their pimples of teenage years. And that's what they're getting. And they're actually voting and excited about something, but they don't even know that they've been brainwashed because brainwashed people never do. And so trying to tell them, uh, express to them that, you know, what you're thinking is wrong for this country. And it's something that our forefathers and our fathers have fought against in this country. So please do not try to bring in this sort of craziness that has failed Cuba, failed Russia, failed everywhere, failed Venezuela. So please do not bring that into this country just because of your student debt. And student debt is another subject that, you know, Bernie's winning on because there's a lot of young people who owe incredible amount of money. Uh, One of my children just finished paying off their college loans because for some reason, colleges cost an exorbitant amount of money now. When I went to college, I went to UT, it was about $250 per semester. And that was, you know, before the books. The books were another 150 bucks. And that was how much college cost to go to a state university here at the University of Texas. And so now they're having to take out loans to pay for college. That tells you there's something wrong with the colleges. Instead of asking for loan uh forgiving the loans of these institutions and of the banks that gave these kids loans, they should be asking for a refund. Because look at look at them. They are voting for Bernie. They need a refund. They were not educated. They were indoctrinated. And they should demand a refund after they get unbrainwashed. In other words, deprogrammed. When someone has been brainwashed, I remember when I was in I was going to UT. There was a uh, a friend of mine from high school that I saw sporadically because she stayed at a really fancy dormitory. I stayed at Jester, which was not so fancy, but it was fun. Um, but yeah, her father sent a detective to ask all of us questions because he, he couldn't because he couldn't find his daughter. And it turns out she joined a group called the Moonies, or at least that was the rumor that I heard. Um, a lot of young people who are away from home for the first time in their lives are very susceptible to different ideas and thoughts that might be dangerous for them. And some college professors take full advantage of this predicament of young people. And they try their hardest to uh, motivate them to think as the college professor thinks. And I remember uh, being educated at the university, there were many uh, professors that made it almost impossible for you to have your own thoughts. I mean, basically, they would tell you their version of history 
or whatever subject matter you were discussing. It could be English, it could be any sort of literature. And then they would tell you their thoughts on it. And basically your test was to regurgitate what they told you in the way that would make them uh, like your paper or like your test. And so you didn't learn um, so much information, but you really learned how to kiss professors' asses. And they know it because they're on an ego trip usually. Um, I took this one class called Women's Literature. And I've always made A's in English, always. If I, if I failed anything in this world, it might be math, but it was never, believe you me, it was never, ever, ever English. I took this class called Women's Literature and or Women in Literature. And I thought it was gonna be great. I thought it was gonna be, oh, we're gonna talk about you know, books that women wrote because, hey, I'm a woman. I was a young woman at the time. And I wanted to read more thoughts of women thinkers like myself. And what I found in the class was completely foreign uh, to me. Um, I started to notice there were mostly, almost all of the students in the class were women. Um, most of them I'm going to say this nicely. Most of them looked like men. Let me put it to you that way. They looked boyish and had boyish haircuts. And the teacher was the same way. I'm not going to say whether they were lesbian or not. I don't know. Uh, but I, I'm saying that would be that butch look that you see time and again. Because, you know, it's, it's, it's out there. And so I went in the class and I would arrive. It was an 8 a.m. class. I don't know how I made it every day. Um, but the teacher, she gave me a D on a paper. I was comparing uh, the literature of Yates, I think was his name, and, and this lady who wrote the book. Now, mind you, we had to read a, a total of five books for the class. Five books. And those five books... All five of the women at the end of the book, the subject matter of the books, all of them committed suicide at the end. It was the most depressing class. And not to mention, I felt like the girliest girl in that classroom. And it was it was just not what I thought. It was a very... Anyways, that teacher, I'm not going to name names, but she gave me the first D I ever made on a paper. She said that uh, she just gave me a D. And I, I took that paper to another professor that I knew in the English department. And he said that at worst, it would have been a B plus paper because I substantiated everything's complete sentences. I know how to put together a paragraph. It was obviously there was no red marks on my paper. You know how teachers do this. Oh, you didn't do this right. And you could have done that. No, there were no suggestions, no red marks, just a D. And so he said, take it back to her, make an appointment and tell her that um, that you showed it to another person on, on the staff there and that they recommended that I have an appointment with her. And I did, and I went back to her and I said, all I can see is that you disagree with me maybe, but I can't see anything wrong with this paper. And so when I told her that I was gonna be sending a copy to the dean, and such, she just wrote B plus on the paper and sent me on my, on my way. And basically, I just didn't agree with her. 
imagine how many students don't uh, fight for their, their grades, that don't uh, question their professors. Imagine those kids and they're out, some of them the first time they've ever been away from their mom and dad in their home, in their twin size bed. It, it to me, it's just frightening because it is indoctrination, it is intimidation and conservatives on college campuses have never had it easy, but today it's worse than it's ever been. And I've seen examples of that. Um, Kathy Hsu, the girl that won Miss Michigan was uh, kicked out of her sorority. She was, her crown was taken away as Miss Michigan because they accused her of being racist. And um, basically she didn't, she was conservative. That's why, to be honest. And I read everything that they said that she said that was terrible and none of it was racist. It was actually on point, things that people ought to consider and think about. And so I really feel bad for the young people today. I really think that they are getting a rough uh, education. It's not really, it's indoctrination. And everybody who's ever finished school knows it because most of your education you're gonna get after you get out of college nowadays. Um, if you're taking up something like engineering, yeah, you're learning stuff. But if you're taking something like liberal arts, or in my case, I took communications, um, you're going to learn something, but more so you're just going to learn how to regurgitate what they told you, not how to think. They're trying to change how you think, but it's one long four or five years program of teaching you to be good little communist. And so I think we ought to look at the colleges and not so much at the student loans because students shouldn't have to get a loan to go to college. I, I paid, my mother and father paid for my college for the most part, but I worked part-time and sometimes full-time, but I would have two part-time jobs and I could pay for my college myself. Conservative students are being bullied into behaving a certain way, into believing a certain way, and everybody kind of goes along to get along, so to speak, and it's really sad. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping that throughout this diversified time, this time where everybody has very passionate feelings, um, I'm hoping that young people, as they grow older, will grow wiser and understand how they have been used by the left. Um, that's something that black people are still learning, but yeah, black people have been used to, young people are being used because basically they just want power and they don't have it and it's really pissing them off right now. So we've got to keep going. We've got to keep going, keep it moving because we cannot let their problems become our lifestyles. They like using words like lifestyles to explain away um, sinful living, basically, or whatever kind of living they want to have. But there is no such thing as morality on the left anymore. Um, Schumer was seen on television in front of the Supreme Court building, actually, when they were protesting a vote in the Supreme Court about abortion. And he was threatening two Supreme Court justices out loud in front of everybody. Of course, he walked back on that 
and sort of apologized. We saw that on TV too. He basically said, I'm sorry if I offended you. That's kind of a half-ass, sorry. But he said, I'm sorry if I offended you because I'm from Brooklyn and we just talk like that. Yeah, buddy. I don't know how, who votes for him? If he's from Brooklyn, does he represent Brooklyn? Is that who he represents? Because that man has a face only a mother could love. And Sanders too, Bernie Sanders, a face only a mother could love. I was looking at his face that had a, you know, I have a huge TV and my grandson and I were looking at a picture of Bernie Sanders and he's smiling and oh, it was horrible. I was like, oh my gosh, that's his, that's his, his money shot. That was his best picture that they could find. And I said, oh my gosh, this, this is a face only a mother or his mother could love because I couldn't imagine looking at that face every single day. But then, you know, you see his wife. She's not not anything to write home about. But I wonder about her. I've got to learn something about Sanders' wife. I mean, what kind of person she is. They honeymooned in the Soviet Union, in Russia. And, you know, for years, the last three years, we've been hearing Russia, 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 Russia. And now they want to elect a person who loves Russia, who, who basically is a communist. And Russia's trying to get away from being communist. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of weird to me. It tells me that you, that not you, but the Democrats don't really believe in anything. They just want power. However, they're going to get it. Hook, line, sinker, they want power. And it, you know their power is in taking away your rights, taking away our guns. I got a new one for Christmas, by the way. Uh, anyways, yeah, that's their power. That's taking away your rights. So, and th- what's really funny is these these bebop uh, hip hop people, you know, the ones that say, you know, shoot the police. They have pictures of people shooting at police, shooting at the president. You know, we hate the they hate the president. They hate the police. They have pictures of people aiming guns at the police. But guess who they want to want you to vote for? They want you to vote for somebody to take away your guns. So only the police have guns. So you hate the police. So you want the police to be the only ones that have guns. Oh my, that's crazy. That's crazy thinking. Okay, well, if that's what you guys want, but you're not taking my guns, you can take away your guns in New York and stuff like that. Look at those gun laws in Chicago. That's getting no anybody anywhere. That's not getting anybody anywhere. <laughs> Chicago is a mess. People are dying every week. Sometimes 30 people, you know, from gang violence, drug violence. And I don't understand how these same people don't want that border closed when 90% of your illegal and illicit drugs come through the Mexican border. And they don't want a wall. They should want the wall more than anybody. I want the wall. I still want the wall. And I don't think it's tall enough and I don't think it's thick enough. I want a wall. I want any tunnel that they fault that they find that they I hope they fill it with cement and water. <laughs> because, you know, but people like that comedian, um, I'm not gonna name his name, but he was he's always going, Oh, we'll just, you know, go through the tunnels. We'll just claim over the wall. You know, he's not representing Mexican Americans. I know many my friends are Mexican Americans. And they love this country. And they want a wall too. They want people to come in the front door. 
because we all have to pay for the ramifications of this. How many grandmothers are raising their grandchildren because of drugs? Either the kids are in jail or they're strung out on them. How many? How many is it going to take for you to understand, for all of us to understand? We need a barrier, a physical barrier, because our borders are a leaking sieve. Now, it has slowed down, I am so happy, dramatically because of President Donald Trump. Slowed down because he's holding Mexico accountable. Because now it's not so much Mexicans coming into America. Mexico's kind of doing fine. But it's people from South and Central America coming through Mexico. And so Mexicans were kind of giving them a pass, giving them a little Kool-Aid stand on the way, like, you keep on going, keep on going, keep it moving. And they just didn't care that they were coming into America, as long as they didn't stop in Mexico. But now that we're holding Mexico accountable, they are a lot more careful about how they're allowing this, uh, this roadway into the United States. And they're a lot more careful. And I think this is the first president that has done that. You know, he makes it look too easy. It makes me think the other presidents just really didn't care at all. Because they could have done this. My brother might be alive today if they'd have done this. This is, this is something we have to do for our country. This is something we have to do for our children and our children's children. This is not something that has anything to do with someone's ethnicity or race. I'm a black person who speaks Spanish because I learned from my friends. And I love my friends. And I don't understand how they try to turn everything into an issue of race. It has absolutely nothing to do with it. In fact, there's Africans who are going to South America so they can walk into America through the Mexican borders. And, and not only Africans, there's Arabs and all sorts of, all sorts of uh, ethnicities and cultures. But because that's the easiest way to get into America is just to walk across the border. So we're making it harder and Trump is really working hard on that because that is crucial to the survival of our country. We can't continue to absorb everybody else's problem. It's like buying a used car. I mean, I've lived in used cars most of my life. This is the first real, really new car that I had. And I've had it since 2013. I love my car. I have a Camaro because I like fast cars. But um, yeah, I, it, when my father would say, you know, I don't know why you keep buying used cars. You're just buying somebody else's problem. Well, that's what we're getting through the border. We're not getting doctors and lawyers and dentists and people who are going to add something significant to our culture or our society. We're getting people who didn't make it in a, in a country that's not doing uh, right by them or else they wouldn't be trying to get into here. But it's not our job to go and fix their country. That's what we've been doing is giving money to all the countries that are sending people into our country. I don't know how they thought that was going to work. Just give them money and they'll stop coming. That was Obama's way. That was Bush's way. Uh, everybody's done that. It's like Obama pays Iran because it's like giving somebody money so they'll like you. I don't want to have to pay somebody to like me, but you will respect me. That's how it's got to be. That's why I voted for Trump. Well, this is Kathy of Kathy's right. Please stay with me. I have a lot to talk about. Oh, we've talked about Elizabeth Warren. Oh, Joe Biden. Oh, gosh, here we go. Joe, 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 Joe. Poor Joe Biden. 
he is losing it. One thing about dementia, I'm not a doctor, but I'm 58 years old now. I've experienced friends, family who have gone through dementia. And it has been sad and it's different in every case. Um, most people don't get diagnosed with, with Alzheimer's. People think everything's Alzheimer's, but they don't really usually get diagnosed with it until after they die. And then they say, oh yeah, that was Alzheimer's. Now we can actually say it. But usually it's like dementia. They'll call it that. You're just sort of losing your memory. There's normal memory loss as you age. I have it. Everybody goes through a certain degree of it, um, some faster than others. And that's my point. The point is, with dementia, uh, as we've seen, obvious with uh, Joe Biden, it's something that can go to zero to 60 in five seconds. Yeah, it can go fast or it can go slow. Um, I have one family member who one moment she was lucid and she forgot a few things. And then a month later, she didn't know who we were. And that is so sad to see. And we don't know uh, how fast it's happening for Joe. We will know if they keep pushing him for this election. We will know that. And I feel sorry for his family. Actually, no, I feel sorry for Joe because I think they're propping him up kind of like the Weekend at Bernie thing. You ever see that movie, Weekend at Bernie's? That was a funny movie. But yeah, they kind of propped this dead guy up, you know, pretend he was alive so they could have this weekend. So that's kind of what they're doing with Joe. And he's kind of uh, uh, a victim, kind, kind of. They love victims, though. The Democrats love people to be victims. But yeah, they're propping him up and somebody else will be pulling the strings for sure. Um, but his wife, who seems to love him, I mean, she's, you know, duking it out on the stage. And every time somebody comes up there after her husband, she's the one you have to go go through. And I would think that she would be fighting like the dickens for him to just be able to relax and enjoy the rest of his retirement. And instead of trying to rule the world, so to speak, uh, on behalf of the Democrats. I fully expect Joe to challenge Bernie and or Trump to push up contest because that's coming next. That's what we've learned to expect from Joe. Well, let's do some push-ups. Let's meet out behind the barn, Joe. Gosh. You, you know, as much as I despised him at the beginning of this election, I kind of like him. Um, I think he's it's sort of sad. I, I, I guess I, I've always liked, you know, genteel people. He seems to be very genteel. He doesn't say a lot of really rough, rough around the ed edges type of things. But there's also that sort of seediness, that sort of it's always sniffing behind somebody's ear kind of dirty old man part about him that I never will like. But yeah, I feel bad for the Joe people. I fully expect him to challenge Trump or Bernie. I, I'd like to see that Bernie, Joe Biden contest of push-ups. That would be a delight to see. Because <laughs> like I said, for a party that's been saying white men are the threat to America, they chose the oldest and the whitest men they could find to run for president. That'd help us all. This is Kathy of Kathy'sRight.com. Please subscribe and I love you today. Go out and make it a wonderful day. It's brand new. Every day, you're six feet above ground is a good day. So God bless and bye.